Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What's up, y'all? This is Biddy from DGB. I'm here to put y'all up on game about Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a quick rundown. Now, basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Now, here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or the computer. So no matter what your setup is, you can start creating today. That means you can't make no excuses about you got to go on Amazon, get this microphone, get this certain camera. I need this and that. No, you can go right on Anchor, record today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify and any other places where you uh, listen to podcasts. Um, You can do that with a single tap. It's easy. Just record, click. Anchor is also the only place where you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. Now, with Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. All you got to do is go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what's your excuse, man? Get started. Like, now. This your girl, little chat, and I just jumped off the porch with dirty glove bastards. You bastards! So that's y'all game now. Nah. Y'all done changed now. Nah. For the fame now. Nah. You think I'm lame now? Nah. Alright, so we got the legendary little chat off the porch with us today. Oh my god, I made it to the porch! You here. God, finally! Yes, no, I appreciate you so much for coming by today. This is this is an honor for me. They ain't gonna worry about this right here. They, yeah, they got one on the other side. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so how you feeling today? I'm feeling great, man. I'm loving Atlanta. I'm loving the air. I'm loving the vibe. I'm just glad yeah, to be here. I feel that. Yeah. What, to be here. what is it about the vibes in Atlanta that you fuck with you know, compared to back at home in Memphis? Man, it's live. You know, you just go everywhere. It's just a crowd. Everybody friendly too. Y'all friendly up here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Memphis. Memphis yeah. ain't friendly. Not at all from what I hear. <laughs> so yeah, y'all real friendly up here. Yeah. Shout out ATL. They're one of my biggest uh marketers too. Absolutely. Where I sell a lot of Yeah, we yeah. love the chat here. Ah, thank so, you. Yeah. I'm at the porch. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So what's going on in Memphis these days and how does it compare to when you were coming up at first? Ah, uh, Memphis, it really ain't written nothing compared except I got older <laughs> and now I'm looking at all the wild stuff that we used to do. Like, I'm trying to tell my son, you need to sit down. We don't need to do that. But then I had to think about it. But we were doing the same thing. We was young. Yeah. All these folks wilding and doing all this crazy stuff. So it's really the same. I just got to look at it like I'm older now. So I can't play the old mama and try to, you know, act like everything is so terrible. Because just basically doing the same thing 
They was doing, you know, we was doing, we were young. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And what part of the city are you from? I'm from Westwood. Okay. Uh, I was, I'm from South Memphis too, cause I was born, but I was raised in Westwood. And uh, my son represent East Side, so I got to throw that in there too. <laughs> you got to. <laughs> East Memphis, hey. Yeah. <laughs> so at what age would you say you jumped off the porch in Memphis? My, I jumped off the porch at 12, 13 years old. Yeah. You know, like I said, if anybody know, uh, I was on Juice J's volume seven. I could have been like 13, 14 years old yep. way back then. So I've been around, you know, I just was in and out off the porch so much, you know, so I kind of bounced around a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you end up on that song with Juicy J? Did he reach out to you? How did that all come about at first? Man, we was going to, uh, I was going to East Junior High uh, summer school. Bad little girl. Uh, <laughs> I ran across Lil Noah. Lil Noah, he's a rapper that was already rapping with uh, Juicy J. Okay. Uh, underground growing up. And uh, I told him, I like, I can rap on Bumble. And he was like, you will? Like, yeah. So, man, we start, he started rapping. I started rapping against him. So, we were, he said, man, you know what? You is bumping. Like, matter of fact, I'm going to get Juicy on number. I was like, oh, okay, get to him then. So, he gave the number. I didn't think he was going to call. Like, I used to go get Juicy my number. Yeah, right. Cause, <laughs> Uh, Juicy J, DJ Paul, DJ Squeaky, DJ Zerk, they had the streets on lock with mixtapes yep. in the bang. You had to have some 15s or some 12s to bump DJ Paul, Juicy J, Squeaky, Zerk, uh, it's a lot of more Spanish fly, you yep. know. So anyway, well, one day I got the phone call one night. He was like, uh, yeah, 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 what's up, what's up, what's up? Uh, this, this J, this J, I'm like, J, yeah, this Juicy. I heard you can rap. I heard you rap. I was like, uh, yeah, I can rap. He's like, well, let me hear something. Let me hear something. I'm like, uh. So he put mama, you on the spot. I'm like, my mom here, my mom in the room. <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, man, I thought you said you wanted to rap. And he hung up and I'm like, oh, Lord, I missed my chance. So that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, nah, but he called back later on, like 12, one midnight like that. He was like, hey, how you doing? This Jordan. I like this Jordan. He's like, yeah, this joint, you know, he was business now. So he was like, uh, I heard you can rap. You know, he was like, uh, let me hear you. Uh, this time I went outside. I said, I ain't gonna miss this chance. <laughs> Cause keep in mind, we were 12, 13 years old. We rapping like we rapping now. Okay. And so I went out and I flowed. He said, damn, you is good. He said, matter of fact, I want to get you on something. I said, okay. So he ended up uh, pulling up and we went to a friend of mine's house. And he, he went in her living room and he came with the little recorder, tape recorder where you put record and play. Okay. And you put the microphone on it. We was just that, you know, throwback way back then. And I rapped and then I didn't know if it was going to come out or not, but it came out. As a matter of fact, it's on YouTube. Uh, Pop Pop T Drop. It was me, Juicy, and Crunchy Black. Oh, wow. And when it came out, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. And from that point on, we went from there. And then I was still off the porch, whatever we're gonna call it, still in the streets, dibbling the damn, I was still off the porch. And they was rapping, and then they said, you know, he called me, he was like, Chad, we got a deal. Like, y'all got a deal. He's like, yeah, we got a deal, you know? I was like, okay, so they was working on the Mr. Styles project. Okay. I'm too busy off the porch, I'm young, I'm, I'm, I'm chasing a man with a, a nigga, I'm a female, so I'm in the streets, we, we riding, we trapping, we doing everything, but really taking life, everything serious, we getting our money. And uh, I just ended up being on one song hmm. on Mr. Styles' album. Anybody remember? I'm on the Posse song, you know. Yep. So I was glad to even catch that in. So uh, the streets was going crazy. They still was like checking rap and all that. And 
like I said, I'm still off the porch, and I'm young. I'm fighting up behind my dude. We in the streets getting money once again. And I look up on the news, they just signed a big major record deal. I'm like, oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> These folks climbing up. They were relativity. They got all type of yeah. stuff going in. Me, I'm like, oh, man. But what I did, I kept rapping and um, kept putting my name out. I'm going on Bill Street doing all type of things. I dropped the album uh, with my cousin, them, uh, Gang Gang and Big Pat. Mm -hmm. They did an album for me. And now it's called Ultimate Revenge, but it really was the album that was really pre-recorded before it was released. It got released years, years, years later. Okay. But I dropped it and Juicing them got it in their hand and they was like, man, Chad, you know, we want you back. We want you back. And I was like, I want me back. He was like, yeah. And it was like, I never left and I came back. And man, we came with the hypnotized camp. I said, I dropped their hoes. Can't be like niggas and pull triggers, Classic. you know? <laughs> yes. And it was on from there. We did the project hoes and man, it was on. Yeah. Yeah. What were those studio sessions like with everyone in the studio? Because um, these posse tracks had everyone on them. I'm sure you guys were pretty competitive too. Like, I ain't gonna get out wrapped on this. Man, one. they was crazy. They was wild. They was fun because we actually had to go to the studio every day, seven days a week, five o'clock like a job. <laughs> so we really never knew what songs we was gonna be on, really. You know, we just done them. And um, they was wild. And we, when the beats come on, I never know what I'm going to say until I write, you oh, know, really? I just sit down because I'm not a freestyler. I sit down and then whenever I come up with it, man, I drop and then by the end of the day, we really never hear the songs until the album come out because Juice and Paul, they ain't played it. They ain't letting us say no music on, ain't nobody hearing the music outside, but it always come up to be a masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so yeah, talk to us about your friendship and relationship with Gangsta Boo. Oh, Gangsta Boo, that's my sister. We talk like every day. We ain't talking, we texting. You know, my, uh, she's like the sister I never had. She don't have a sister. I don't have a sister, but we click like forever. She's still working. We got an album out right now called The Witch. And uh, we got our, our big, big sister on there, Mia X. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. DJ yes. Paul made the beat. It's called The Bitches, so y'all go check that video out. Also, it came out white, little white. Put it out through Selecto, so big ups to be a uh, little white. And my man Gangsta Boo, we like, we call each other on the regular. You know, I get advice from her, she get advice from me. And my, we, we gonna be sisters forever. No one can ever, we have our little fears and stuff, but they ain't gonna never get to the point <laughs> we gonna fight, or we gonna, you know, fall out to the point that we hate each other. I ain't gonna let nobody mess with if she around me, and I'm sure, for sure, she ain't gonna let nobody mess with me. Yeah. So that's what it is, man, we sisters. Yeah, what I love about both of y'all is y'all are very blunt. Y'all are very <laughs> vocal. Y'all are gonna let, everyone's gonna know where you two stand. Oh, uh, man, that's the Memphis. That's, yeah. that's, that's that Memphis scene in us. That's how he is. Yeah. yeah. Was it, did you guys click right away as soon as you guys first met? Yeah, we clicked right away. We, uh, you know, all of us got the same attitudes. That's what I think. Because <laughs> really the way we talk, the way we rap is the way we talk. All of us be like Memphis slang. 
So it's hard to really not click clack with people that's from Memphis, especially if you're from Memphis, because we all got the same mentality, the same attitudes. Even if you find somebody nice, you're going to end up seeing that mean Memphis. Even if you find somebody mean, you're going to end up seeing that nice Memphis. Yeah. It's like you can't take the Memphis about us. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, Boo, and Mia X, yeah. y'all are the pioneers of, like, the Southern female rappers. Man, it was an honor when I did get to meet Mia and work with Mia because I always looked up to Mia. My favorite uh, rapper is MC Light. Mm -hmm. She's my uh, favorite. I like the brat. Of course, Mia X, of course, Gangsta Boo, and then it's me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's my top five. Did you guys know at the time that you were kicking down these doors for fe for Southern female rappers at the time, or you just you were just rapping? I was just rapping. I thought this was normal. I thought <laughs> what I'm saying, it ain't one hour later until I start going places and people are like, who write for you? Who got you? I know why you writing this. Somebody, I'm like writing this. I ain't doing nothing. I'm just writing like I'm talking to you. So that's when I found out that you know we must was different. I, I must be different. Yeah. Yeah. What's your thought on the rise of the, the female rappers these past few years? Well, I like them. You know, they doing their thing. They doing their thing. They the same age that we were when we were doing our thing. You know, I'm happily 43. Okay. So, uh, you know, the ones that's coming in the game and doing their thing, they, they in their 20s and, and I'm, I'm fucking with them. Yeah. They, and they doing their thing. Yeah. But you know me, I'm the thug. You know, I, you got all types. You got the bougie ones. You got the pretty <laughs> ones. You got the... Uh, Fancy ones, you got the gangster ones, you got the hustlers, you got the bosses, and you got the hood ones. Somebody got to represent one of them, and that's just me. I'm always be hood. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, talk to us about the, the creation for Chicken Head. And did you guys know how big this song was going to get? I didn't have a clue. Pat came to me like, <laughs> Chat, I got a song I want you on. He like, it's called Chicken Head. I'm like, Chicken Head? Okay, he said, man, I just want you to roast me on her. He said, you <laughs> he said, I want you to roast me, and then I'm going to come behind you. So people don't know that. They thinking that we recorded mic to mic, side to side. He didn't have a clue what I was going to say. I didn't have a clue what he was going to say. So we went in, and I got the pen. I heard the beat. So I just thinking everything bad I could say about a nigga. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, you like my outfit. Don't even make a nigga. I'm like, yeah, I like the outfit you got on, little mama. What's up? So in my mind, I'm thinking everything that a nigga say, you know, they always try to talk to him. You look at that gas tank, it's on E. Like, dog, you know? So I'm just riding and roasting. So I went to drop my boss. And Pat came out. He heard it. He was laughing. And then he came back in responding to me and didn't know that we was coming up with a masterpiece that'll still be a masterpiece decades and decades later. Yeah. And then at the time, what was that? The box was out. Oh, yeah. That channel that was out, and they, they was blowing the video up they like crazy, which we it, yeah. filmed it down here. Oh, really? We did Chicken Head down here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the song, has, I think it was a couple months ago, it was going viral on TikTok. Have you been able to see those videos? Yeah, I saw it. I saw the, um, I shared a few of them, you know, and, and, and they still doing, they still doing, man. It's fun, it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> hilarious. What was your thoughts about Cardi B remixing the song? <laughs> uh, my thoughts of Cardi B, man, you know, who run it? You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's all I gotta say. It's just like, it is what it is. I just feel like 
ain't nothing wrong with it because a lot of songs get remixed, you know, but I still feel like when you get to saying folks' words and all that, you know, you should at least shout them out or say something, you know, that's not, like I just recently say, you got the business side, but you also got the personal side too, just because you hear something that you like, that don't mean it's yours. You can go take it and go say it. You got to at least reach out and be like, man, yeah, I, I fuck with that. You know what you said and you, you know, man, I, 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 I appealed you for it or crack a joke or something, you know what I'm saying? But it is what it is. It ain't nothing but the Who Run It Challenge came out and I said what I said and it was that. Yeah. So know? she had never, she never reached out to you? No, nah, she never reached out to me, but I'm sure Paul and Drew, one thing about them, they ain't playing, so I'm sure oh, they, the they took side. her the business side yeah. of it, but... You know, big up to Cardi B. You know, she's doing her thing, but she know who I am. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's an honor to me. It's a compliment. I got you. <laughs> uh, can you tell us what type of person Lord Infamous was? Ah, oh, my Lord Infamous is crazy, mad, funny. There will never be another Lord Infamous. I tell this story everywhere, every interview I go to, because I don't want them to miss it. Me and Lord, one day we was in Birmingham. It was so funny. And uh, computer had left his door unlocked. And Lord Evan was like, Chat, chat, come on, we're gonna go, we're gonna go the uh, computer room. I was like, okay, here I am, okay. We done came here for, we done took his blankets and pillow slips and put <laughs> Lord Evans and put his clothes in the tub. And I'm talking about, we messed this man's room up to the point that when computer got in there, he thought somebody had broken his room and really did it. <laughs> He was going crazy. He couldn't sleep. He had to go to another room. They reported it downstairs. I think they went far even making police reports because at this point, they thinking somebody looking for money. They ramshack the room. They looking for something. So the next day, we all on the tour bus, and they was like, y'all ain't going to believe this. They apologized them. They telling us, man, somebody ramshack, uh, they broke a computer room last night. I don't know what they were looking for, but they got his clothes wet. Lord Emmons was laughing. So hard, and I'm kind of hitting him like, don't stop, stop it. Like, I gotta tell him, chat. I gotta tell him, chat. I'm like, Lord, no, no, no. And he just found the bus out. It was me and chat. Them folks looked at us like, my, come on. They laughed for a minute, but all of a sudden we got fined and everything because at the end of the day, it's like it was funny. But it wasn't funny. And I was so mad at Lord. I was like, man, I never do nothing else with you. I see now I can't be your charge partner. You're going to tell it. <laughs> you know? But it was funny. We all laughed about it. But that's something I would never forget. Lord was a funny guy. My rest in peace, Lord. It'll never be no one else. He's a loving guy, too. Okay. You know, he had a couple of accidents. And uh, he had my Lord been through a lot. He survived a lot of stuff. So for him to just have a heart attack and it took him out, he still went through a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. And he was a trendsetter, too. He was so before his time. Man, yeah. he'd go in there and you, imagine trying to read a little infamous rap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the studio one day and we got the same color tablet. And I'm like, okay, they like Chad, I'm trying to go in the booth. I pick up the tablet without even knowing. I go in the booth and I'm looking at the tablet like, what is this? I, mean, I didn't, first of all, I didn't notice it ain't my tablet, but what is it saying? How can you read this? And I promise you, it looked like some zigzags, like no words. And it was weird. I'm like, dude, Lord, this your tablet? Yeah, this is my tablet. Get my tablet, chat. And I'm looking at it like, what is it? I couldn't wait till he dropped this verse. Because <laughs> you want to know what he was trying to say. <laughs> I dropped my verse, and I usually will go out the room when the other person dropped. 
I said, right there in that truck, because I wanted to see this. Boy, Lord went in there, he spit some stuff that I don't know how he even know what he was saying. I'm not making this up. I'm like, how did he know it? That's what that tablet say. How is you reading this right? How is you reading this music? Man, it's no one else. Now, his son looks just like him. Uh, I haven't been around that much, but man, if he anything like Lord, he's something special. Lord, yeah. it was special. Yeah. For real. Definitely a legend. In the yeah. Game. Yep. Um, how much fun was it creating that project, Murder She Spoke? Oh, it was real fun. It was exciting because, uh, keep in mind, it was like my first real big, big project. And uh, cause we had been doing a lot of little albums here and there. And I was featured on them. Now, down this time, we had already did Chicken Head, and mm -hmm. people that knew me, I, we, I was on tour with Pat. When we did Chicken Head, we were doing Jenna Jones talk shows, and it was like, I was the secret weapon. Pat had to come out, do all his songs, he'd say Chicken Head for last, and we'd do Chicken Head today. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. And I come out and the crowd going crazy. And I'm like, you know, it was all brand new to me. I never been through it, never had felt that before. And so now it was my turn to do my solo album. Like, oh, Lord. So my uh, Paul and Juicy there give me a beat. I'm full of the Budweiser's. Shout out Budweiser's because, <laughs> man, they got me through there. I'm full of the Budweiser's every session. But... I, I created my, what I didn't think what was gonna be created. You know, they'll go in there, put the beat on, and they'll wait downstairs. They let me write, uh, shout out Lil Pat, he was the engineer. I'm writing my music, you know, I'm vibing. And I go drop, I'm talking about, they won't bother me at all. They'll let me drop. And then I go downstairs and say, I'm finished. It's pretty much like American Got Talent. Like, yeah. you do what you do, and then they got to come give you a thumbs up, a thumbs down. So you go in there. Juice come in, they come in, they listen. And I'm nervous, because I'm like, you know. And then Father Juice, they look up. My chat is bumping. You know, there's wine. And I did peanut butter. And I thought of nerves. Juice told uh, Pat, wait a minute, play that back. Play the back. I was like, oh, Lord. All the time he played back, he looked over at me. He said, my, yeah, you know. So it was real fun. It was exciting. and. Two weeks before back then, bootleg was out. Mm -hmm. Two weeks before it came out, I'm riding around, I'm just driving, pull up at a gas station, I hear a car pull up. Yeah, you weak ass motherfuckers, y'all ain't gonna do shit, y'all ain't gonna let shit down. And they're like, damn, what's that? And I'll say, you know, some girls, some, they jump out, they wild, and don't sing it, ho. You about to bring it. I'm like, wait a minute, that's me. <laughs> like, how they got that? And I looked, I was like, Okay, they got the album. Can I get it? But then, because <laughs> like I said, I hadn't even heard it. Really? I hadn't heard it. I, hadn't, I remember Paul being on the um, plane. We flew out somewhere. He was like, man, you know who album I can't stop bumping? We like, who? He like, Chad album. I'm like, well, can I bump it? Please, can I hear it? I didn't hear it till it got out. But I was riding around the streets, and it was like everywhere I went, red lights, all that. I stopped, and I was just hearing it. And they let me know, like, Okay. Yeah. I'm a superstar. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, what was it like uh, filming the movie Choices? Ah, oh, my choices was so fun. It was fun and funny, and it was really long, long hours, long days, because we filmed, I think, in like two months, something like that. But what we'll do, 
we was going over our script one day and then we were filmed the next day. Okay. And um, we all be in the room and we'd be reading our pods and stuff. And then for some reason, I guess I was the joke. Every time I said my pod, everybody laughing and stuff. And I'm like, what's funny? Yeah, <laughs> and I'm saying it wrong. They're like, no, Chad, you just funny. And so I'm like, okay. But choices end up being a masterpiece for y'all that have never seen this out on YouTube. You can download on Amazon. It's still selling right now. Yep. Matter of fact, I put my little cousins and other people up on it just so they can see it if they haven't seen it. You got to. Yeah. And the soundtrack's a classic, too. Oh, the soundtrack, woof, killer, murder. And like I said, we never know what songs go on what album. That's how we was able to stay productive because we was at the studio every day. We was dropping movies. We was real deal recording. And we was doing 16 bars. Three oh, yeah. verses, 16 bars. Y'all got it easy these days. They do 12, maybe a 12 bar. And it might be a song. They do 12 <laughs> bar whole full song. Man, we had to do three verses, three 16s plus hooks. Man, y'all, they worked us. <laughs> Man, the industry worked us back then, for real, for real. Yeah. Yeah. So why did you end up leaving Hypnotized Minds? Okay, so what happened was I was signed to Koch when we did the murder she spoke, even okay. though I was signed to them as an artist. And uh, they had their own record company, but they got me a deal through another record company, which was Koch Records. And even though I was getting paid the, the, the show money, and the checks and all the stuff they was doing, I hadn't saw the murder she spoke checks. So at the time when I got the legal representation, I got the lawyer, and which Juice was talking about, I said, well, you know, what I was supposed to do? He said, I don't know, Chad, get a lawyer. I said, okay. So I got a lawyer, and once I got the lawyer, the lawyer made it where it was confusing that they, he couldn't, they weren't able to tell who was at fault, whether it was the record company, or whether it was the label, whether it was Paula Juice and them. So at the time, while we trying to figure it out, the lawyer insisted that we stay away from each other until we figured it out. And I'm like, huh? Oh, Lord. If I was like, Chad, you know, you got lawyers on us and they, you know, it ain't our door. You know, the, the paperwork said, you know, I'm young. Keep this in mind. I really know. So to be honest, it really was a misunderstanding. I didn't know that the, the paperwork was saying that that they not to contact me, I'm not to contact them until we resolve the matter and all this other stuff. And even when Juicy was ready to uh, do my second album, they were saying that I was going to do it at another studio because of the paperwork oh, that wow. line. I was like, oh, no, nah, you know, never mind. And it was it was hard for me. It was hard for me. It was like like I was a young girl going through a breakup, you know, because I had been on tour with these guys. I had been through so much we had did the baby mama you know mm -hmm. we also went and, and premiered that movie we had went we did so much things that i didn't know that that was gonna be because even now when you find a criminal case the lawyers always tell you don't contact the person this this that that i know that now but it was like that and then to the point that at the same time i'm still signed to them yeah. so i'm still held up to the point that we just both came to a mutual agreement, like, you know what, don't worry about it. You know, let's just let it let it go. Let me go, and we just gonna let it all go, and we'll go from there, which was a good thing, because now we still our friends today. We still got back. It was never no bad blood, no uh, bad tensions made. It was really, and Paul told me, Paul said, Chad, you know what, I'm gonna let you go. He said, but you, one day you gonna regret you left us. And I was like, well, I got to do something because now I'm at a standpoint, you know, due to what I've done. And like I was telling people, a lot of times as an artist and just like the new artists now, they think that, you know, 
uh, they could do more than what they're doing. They're making money, but they could be making more and all the time. And then you end up finding out it's really ain't easy as it looks. And so when I'm with Paul and them, you know, they, we ain't doing nothing but dropping verses, but they the ones putting the songs out. They the ones uh, doing the promotions. We doing the videos. They the ones got the budgets, buying our clothes. So now that I'm gone, I got to buy my own clothes. I got to pay for my own beats. I got to pay for my own studio time. Like, God damn, I'm losing here. <laughs> What's really going on? So I end up finding out, like, you know, it ain't as easy as it looks. And I just kept grinding out, which I got my own label now called Diamond Dozen. Okay. You know, which I done dropped a couple of albums on, Drama Queen. Uh, I got a couple of artists I'm gonna push. My nephew, uh, the Sizzle. My brother Womack, the Omen. My brother Sturdy Mac. And uh, I got, you know, I'm just gonna keep it moving. I'm gonna drop some movies and a lot of things like that. Yeah, I so, feel that. Then, and still today, you know, still getting paid off of being with Hematized Camp Thesis Mob because if I would never been with them, you would never be able to even have me on the porch and ask me all these legendary <laughs> questions, you know. And Absolutely. I'm still doing shows, still getting verses, and I'm still chatting. Yep. So I'm still thankful. I guess it took me a little older to see and to get through it. And we do it. We did a couple of dates on uh, the reunion, mm -hmm. and we got some deposits down for some more dates just due to COVID. You know, they ain't broke back out yet. So that's that's one thing that you don't do. You always Make sure you keep a good, good communication and, you know, with people that's good because you never know you got to go back to them. Yeah. You don't get mad, but don't overdo it. You know? <laughs> yeah, don't Especially completely burn that bridge. If somebody been good to you, don't never forget that good that they done. Don't let the look bad outweigh that good that they done. You can't never forget that because you never know when you always got to come back around. That's for real. That's some great game right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, talk to us about working with Pimp C and you guys' friendship. Ah, oh, man. Pimp C is, is an honor to be in his presence, you know. And I met him and he was like, chat, chat, man. You know, you my favorite. You my favorite. And I was like, oh, okay. That was up. <laughs> and we was on a, uh, sipping on that scissor uh, when I met him. We was on that video uh, scene. And I was hungry one day. We was in his room. And I was like, oh, I'm hungry. He's like, oh, you hungry? Oh, come on. He went in his little microwave, gave me his big boy steak. And I was like, why well, I mean, this your food? He's like, oh, no, you want her? You can have whatever I got. There you go. So he was real cool. And my most memorable moment was one day he came to Memphis. And um, he and I wasn't even there yet, really. He was there. We was getting ready to come up the steps. And they had this rope where they roped it off from the door. And I barely made it to the rope. But he spotted me, he like, what y'all doing? Oh, y'all got a little chat behind the rope? Oh, y'all need to move this shit, y'all need to move. Hey, hey, man, come on, man. I'm like, you know me, I'm very humble. I ain't the type that gonna get somewhere and demand y'all open the door. Or oh, yeah, I'm checked, y'all need to let me in. So I really can wait, even if you got 50 people to let in. I'll still be waiting until you see me and then say, oh, okay, come on, chat. That's just how I am, so. Who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles. And a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. But PMC had to act the fool. Y'all need to move this <laughs> shit. Y'all got up behind this room, Mike. Come on, Mike. So we came in there, got in the VIP. We got the bottles. And the man wrapped this whole show with his arm around me on stage. And it was like real Memphis love. Oh, that's, so yeah. Rest in peace, PMC. Yeah, long live the pimp right there. Yeah. Um, 
So what's the new single that you're pushing right now or that you plan to drop next? Well, I got a uh, drama queen now, which I'm going to do a drama queen deluxe because I already released it. Okay. But now I'm getting ready to do the promotion part of it. Uh, that's your game now. It was produced by a young cat by the name of Danny Boy. He also produced a couple of more on there. Matter of fact, I brought my thing to make sure it gets him. I bought my thing to make sure I don't leave nobody out this side. So I let everybody know who own it. Okay, I got beats from uh, Bizzle Boy, Bizzle Beats. I got um, Lil Loaded Beats, DJ Squeaky Beats, uh, Joe Blow CEO. Let me see who else. Memphis Track Boys. Uh, I already shout you out, Danny Boy. Uh, who else? I got Track Man. Who else I got? Oh, I got uh, Quavion the Dawn. Who else I got on here? They're my producers, okay? But I got Juicy Fruit, I got Project Pat, I got Gangsta Boo, I got Frazier Boy, I got my uh, son Duke, I got my brother Womack the Old Man, uh, I got Drummer Marijuana on here, and I got some old cats that I put out, you know, just to let people hear them. TD The Chosen, but it's a good album. Oh, yeah. Uh, I got Fiend, shout out Fiend too. And I'm Shout the type, out the fiend, man. <laughs> I'm the type, uh, that's that Frazier boy, did I leave him out? Yeah, you did. I, I'm, I'm not good at nines, y'all, so y'all gotta look over me. <laughs> but I'm the type, I don't go with who's hot and who's not. I just go with who I can hear on a song. Like, I make a song, I be like, ooh, I, I have such and such. And somebody be like, why don't you do a song with him? And I be like, what type of song will I do with him, though? You know, I don't want to do, just got your name hot, and then I do a song with you, and we done got good chemistry. The song got the fit. Mm -hmm. So that's basically how, but I'm, I filmed the video that's coming out by my guy Track Wayne Films game now. That's pretty much what I'm pushing. I got Clout, that was produced by Lil Lodi. Okay. That's gonna be my next uh, single. I'm also working with, uh, what's his name? Young Films. I just did a junk called Back Outside. That was produced by this young cat, uh, Ryan God. I actually found that beat on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Hit him up, he from Seattle. He said he was 17, I couldn't believe it. You know, I said, well, I like your beat. He was like, oh, you can have it. I said, okay. And, you know, it's called Back Outside, so that'll be dropping soon. And uh, that's pretty much what I got. It's called Drama Queen. Okay. It's out on all platforms now. Yeah. Yeah. So what inspires you to keep creating today? 20, what, 25 plus years? Uh, 30 the, years now? The love. One thing about it, the industry won't let me stop. I'm talking about, like, I get features booked like crazy. I get shows booked like crazy, you know, and, and just the love of music. I just, and people's constantly looking for me. I can be, even when I'm on Instagram, I just had a conversation with a guy. He wanted it to be an argument, but I'm, I'm, I'm so over arguing. <laughs> he come in with, I'm promoting stuff about food. He like, now nah, Chad, I know you know better than be promoting food. I'm like, why are you hungry or something? <laughs> he like, uh, now nah, I just wish you would promote your music more, you know, the guy ain't missing you, the guy ain't needs you. I'm like, man, look, the guy ain't already good, it's more than my life than music, you know, but it's good that you still check it for me, but, you know, matter of fact, get Drama Queen, it's out right now, so, they always looking for me, and right now I do it for fun, because all the hunger and all that, I already went through it. Mm -hmm. I already did the footwork. Back then, we had to do the posters. Oh, we had yeah. to do the flyers. And they didn't have all this digital and all this stuff. It's easier now. It's way more easier. So it's fun, you know? Yeah. But that would keep me going, the, the fans, the game, the industry. And, and people like you, they invite me to do stuff like this. Oh, yes. <laughs>
And you got some merch available right now too. Yeah, I got my own merch site. It's called www.lilchatmerch.com. Shout out my guy Lou at 24 Hour Print. He's my person that gets it out, distributed, doing a good job at it. Um, it's two day shipping. Y'all go on there, it's going down. Uh, my mug is one. I saw that. <laughs> and we got shirts also. Uh, let me shout Paul out. He got the uh, Three Six Mafia merch. So y'all can also go on www.36mafiamerch.com as well. Yeah. yeah. Then we got my guy from um, Nashville, Big Phil. He got Baseball Rich merch. So y'all hit him up too, which also him and Mr. Bean. Got this disbelief tequila, which they told me to present you with a bottle of. Okay. It's uh they made it from scratch, you know. They that's really? their own business. So disbelief tequila. I'ma make sure I get this to you before Thank we leave. You. That's from Big Phil and Mr. Bean. Now I got them from Memphis. Okay. Yeah. Uh going back to these reunion uh shows, what have these crowds been like? Cause they waited so long to see all you guys back together. Oh, I think I was more nervous than the crowds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, we really didn't think that that was gonna happen until we all met up. Really? We all met up. But when we all met up, it was like we never left. You know, keep in mind, we grew up together. All of us grew up together. Regardless, if y'all saw me gone, if y'all saw Boo gone, y'all saw, we all been gone once upon a time. But we all a part of each other's childhood. We all love one another. So when we got back around each other, it was like we never left. And it was fun. It was exciting. I'm looking for more of them to come. Yeah. I'm looking for more to come. I'm and the crowds be wow. Oh, I'm sure. Wow. They touching on us. They just glad to see it. <laughs> <laughs> they glad to see it. Uh, before we get you out of here, what's your thoughts on the music scene in Memphis right now? Because you guys got it lit again. Because one thing about Memphis, like I always say, Memphis, our city itself keeps us hot. Cause we rap about the truth. We rap about things that we doing. We rap about things that we seeing, things that's going on in the city. You know, we're not making this stuff up. This is really how the Memphis living is. So it's easy for us. You know, people feel like, oh, they so hard, but we really having a conversation with y'all on music. <laughs> we really, it's like a Memphis slang. So it's easy, and as long as the city keep doing what it's doing, whether it's bad or good, we're going to always <laughs> produce the heat. Yeah. Yeah. And what type of impact and influence would you say Memphis has had on the culture and on the rap game as well? Well, I hope, you know, they, they learned a lot from Memphis because they see we ain't playing. We ain't playing. We, we go-getters. We hustlers. You know, we talented, not just musically. We, we actors. We got the basketball, you know. Memphis, we... We different, put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> we different, but we love Memphis, and Memphis ain't gonna play with y'all either. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then everywhere we go, people love us. When I go somewhere, they be like, y'all hear the way she talk? And they be talking so country, I be like, y'all think I talk different? <laughs> no, you the one, so who talk right? I didn't come say this like, so who talk right, me or y'all? They be like, us, I'm like, no, y'all talking wrong, I'm talking right. So everywhere we go, man, somebody love Memphis. Absolutely. They love Memphis. Yeah. Yeah. So that's y'all game now. Y'all done changed now. For the fame now. You think I'm lame now? When I'm the bitch that put y'all up. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba.